0: The Ballad of Busker Scruggs, we're going to review that thing. Front to Back, it's from the Coen brothers, we're excited about that. Die Hard, Max just saw that for the first time, what the hell is going on here? Creed 2 and other movies coming this week, we're going to discuss that as well. And on top of that, we're going to go over the movie news of the day and maybe finish it off with some of our favorite Christmas movies. This is Cinemax <laughs> Okay, joined with me today, we have a nice round table of four esteemed critics on their first ever podcast. Um, my name is Max. I lead them, of course. I'm going to be your host at Max Fuzzy. You know where you can find me. On my left, I have my friend Tanner Rush. Tanner, welcome to Cinemax. How are you feeling about this today? I'm feeling real good about it. Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm uh, more than happy to have you on. I have my brother from another mother. There on the left uh, right corner, that's where he is, Tim Reichmuth. He's joined us again after his first ever The Common Room Podcast. Tim, welcome back. Thank you.
1: I'm uh, feeling pretty merry.
0: Okay. And with my brother from the same mother, Charlie Liedem, Chuck Leadham, Chusker Clutchy Chucky, he's known far and wide as himself. Charlie, how are we doing today? How we feel about this? Feeling pretty good about it. I've never done anything like this before, and I definitely do not claim to be an
2: esteemed critic. Yes, you
0: yeah, are. Okay. Well we're off to we're <laughs> off to a running start. <laughs> I don't claim to know anything about movies on this movie podcast. Fantastic. No. It's great to have you all on board. Thank you guys for coming along. Um, um I'm sorry? I've only seen one movie before. Oh jeez. <laughs> I've seen, <laughs> I've seen 75 of them.
2: Zoolander, <laughs> two, Zoolander 2 is the only that really one I've really seen. It does. does it's, you it's, count?
0: It's, it's one whole count, and the count is actually funny you say that. Zoolander 1 once, Zoolander 2 74 times.
2: Mm.
0: I count that as seeing a movie 75 times. Guys, we're going to go ahead and dive straight into our review here of our first movie on the docket, and that is The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> That is the new Western from the Coen brothers on Netflix exclusively. And I know what you're thinking. That's a good sign. Yeah, Jesus. Netflix exclusive. That means it's going to be $5 bargain bin at Walmart. Well, rest assured, folks, I don't think it's going to be that. I actually quite enjoyed it, and we're going to get right into that. So, with The Ballad of Buster Shrugs, it's a unique take. We got six vignettes in one film. I felt like it's hmm? an anthology. Yeah. And I felt like it kind of felt like a TV show in one stretch of two hours. What do you guys? What do you guys think? What did
2: you all think of this this movie today, or whenever you watched? It. Um, I liked some of the sections more than others. Sure. Overall, uh, not super impressed by it. Um, does not crack the Cohen brothers' top five or even ten for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, I uh. I've seen a couple of the
0: Coen Brothers' last films, and I was most impressed by this one. I think the last three I've seen was this one, "Burn After Reading," and um, that one with George Clooney and Chani Tatum. Uh, "Hail Caesar," "Hail yeah, Caesar," that was and gross. I did not. I I fell asleep during "Hail Caesar." I did not did not dig that. Charlie, did you have you seen any of these latest Coen Brother movies, or what did you think of Buster?
2: Uh Buster, I thought, I I gotta
0: agree with Tanner, I was not very impressed with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought a lot of the stories kind of followed the same kind of, uh, I don't really know how to say it, but it's like they, some of the stories were really slow, and kind of, quite frankly, kind of boring, Mm -hmm. and they're all, you know, they're not all that long, but still, it's pretty much boring stuff, boring stuff, boring stuff. And then everything just like, oh, you know. Right. it's hits all at once right at the end. And it, that's kind of how it went for more than half of those stories. And I just wasn't impressed. Wasn't right. impressed. Tim, what'd you think? Oh, that's right. You didn't see yeah, this I movie. I, I gave, uh, I gave uh, you specific homework, Tim. <laughs> oh, specific. Watch one movie. Uh, I had not watch Zoolander 2 first. <sighs> right. Well, here's what I thought of it. I, I thought... I'm agreeing with you guys that it, I didn't find it boring. I found it slow, and I feel like there's a distinction between it now. If you think it's there is. if you think it's totally. boring, you're just not interested at all. But it can be slow, but still be interesting, and that's what I thought because I was interested from the off the bat because they're pitching this as a movie, but in reality, it's six vignettes that are about 20 to 25 minutes long on average. I felt like, and they just felt like their own episodes. I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed the unique take. There were some I liked more than others. I thought the Prospector one was really good. I just enjoyed that. All Gold Canyon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Agreed.
2: That was probably my favorite That
0: That was my favorite, too. I thought um, I I liked the very first one off the bat, the Ballad of Buster uh, Scruggs. The first one, I thought that was funny. I got some humor out of that. We had um, the gentleman from Oh Brother, were are Out Thou, I believe. What was his name? Tim Blake Nelson. Tim Blake Nelson. No, that's not no. Tim Blake Nelson. It's, uh, that's that's, let's find that out. It is. What were you talking about? Uh, Tim, no, it's Tim Blake Nelson. Oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, the main character. I thought the songs were catchy. Delmar from Oh Brother, We're Out Balls. Yeah, I (laughs) thought you was a toad. Yep. Yes, yes, that's Tim's dad's favorite movie of all time. It's a good movie. It's a classic. It's it's his. It's such his favorite that I know what Tim's dad's favorite movie of all time Mm. is. That's how much he loves. I was actually
1: listening to A Man of Constant Sorrow before coming over.
0: Um, I am a man of constant sorrow. That one. Yeah, that's the one. Is that the one? Can you sing it one more time? (laughs) No. No, we won't go back on that. I thought George Clooney actually sang that song. No. No. Unfortunately not. Anyways, Tim Blake Nelson sings in this. This is his actual singing voice.
2: Um, That is him singing Man of Constant Sorrow. Oh, is that really? I think so. Wow. Okay, well, he's actually a really great singer. So anyways, I thought the Ballad of Buster
0: Shrugs was, the actual, that story was really, really good. I liked the songs. I felt like they were kind of showing how these these type of songs get made. You know, you always, you go to these different, in Old West movies, they always have these songs that people know and can sing along with. Mm -hmm. For me, that's kind of what I thought, that they just picked it up randomly as the events happened and made a song out of it. So I thought that was kind of fun. Um, But to be honest with you guys, there were some that were better than others and it could metal from boring to slow and interesting. So there there was three of them I thought were worth watching and then the other three were kind of boring. I agree Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of an interesting thing, because right now I believe it's got a 92% rating on Rotten Tomatoes, Mm -hmm. so I feel like, I feel like that is a touch high, and this is, I think this is classic Coen Brothers, possibly gonna move into like a a cult classic kind of realm, maybe years down the road, it's it's gonna catch fire or something like that, but, yeah, I just, I... As far as their work goes, I thought it was a pretty pretty weak effort as yeah. far as really holding my attention. So yeah. Well, I, I, I literally wrote here, it's going to lock you in and keep your attention because you're interested in the unique, unique way they're telling the story, and you're going to be locked in, or you're just going to be
2: disinterested right off the bat. But, so, there's not really a... My problem with it is, I know it's an anthology, but there's not like a clear... Through line. There. Like, I was almost expecting the Buster Scruggs character to like mm-hmm. show up every now and then, like yeah. have little segues between the segments. It would have been and, hard
0: after that first scene for him
2: to do that, I suppose. Well, maybe. But, um, Spoilers. <sighs> I mean, it's everything's in the West and every segment's got kind of like this tragic sucker punch quality to it, except for, um, the, the, the Gold the, Mighty. The Tom Waits one. Which, no was, shit, was it, that Tom the, Waits, the, the gold Tom miner? Um, oh my god. But, which was also weird because I'm watching that expecting, like, the nut, ne- you know, the next shoe to drop as he's sp- not getting the spoiler territory. But, uh, uh,
0: spoilers right now. We haven't talked spoilers pretty much this entire review. Spoilers from here on out could be possibilities. possibility. So drop out of this if you want no spoilers. Tanner, continue.
2: Because I was thinking, okay, so each one of these segments is going to be sort of like, a moral fable or something. There's something to pull away from it. And then the Tom Waits one, I thought, like, you know, as he's panning for gold, I don't know how to pan for gold. I'm not familiar with the pros- mm-hmm. uh, process. Never been a prospector myself. What you do is you take but, a pile of dirt and you just sh- you sift it. Yeah. Um. So I thought the idea is, you know, he comes in on so this, this serene valley, untouched by man, And he starts tearing up the ground, and, you know, he's finding gold flakes, but he's like, "Ah, I can't keep that, throws it away, Mm -hmm. and I thought, you know, this is commentary on like, you know, not being content with what you have, man, just destroying nature, not really appreciating what's there. Then he gets his gold, uh, doesn't die, and then he just, no. I, I guess i guess i didn't read males and i didn't really get what the grander point was yeah. other than i really liked his performance um in yeah. the scenery but yeah
0: I, I didn't i didn't really get any of that from that and then maybe i watched it wrong i felt like they knew that these were going to be 20 min these 20 minute vignettes were going to be hard to really get a full-on like meaning to them so i didn't i i what i treated these as is stories that they wanted to tell because they had a bunch of movie ideas for westerns and they decided we're gonna tell all of them pick one of them yeah and and i just yeah i they could have done that um but yeah i i i'm with y'all i think i didn't find it as boring as you guys did i still found it enjoyable i still found things that were good in this movie that i thought were interesting to me i think it's much better if you treat it as a tv show a six segment tv show western by the Coen Brothers, where you just something you flip on and you watch a quick 20 minutes of it and you, you leave thinking, well, oh, that was okay or that wasn't for me. I feel it watches much better with, if you watch it like that. Yeah, and you don't get that feel from the, watching the trailer that that is how it's going to be. They, yeah. I actually had to you have to read the overview to understand that you're actually getting ready to watch an anthology rather than a straight movie where all these characters are going to be, you know, present. Yeah. But I thought the most interesting thing about that whole movie was the fact that um, Harry Melling Dudley, oh Potter, yeah. yeah, Dudley was in there, was playing a limbless man. That was the most depressing story of all of very, uh, yeah.
2: very, very dark. Cormac McCarthy esque.
0: Of course, absolutely,
2: <laughs> very. <Yeah>. Uh... <laughs> Legendary <laughs> American author who oh. wrote the original novels of No Country for Old. Damn men it, Tanner. Here and the road another Coen Brother. How of no dare Country you for Old bring men. an author into uh, this? You, you knew we weren't gonna know it. Also the crossing uh very feel good family mm. yeah. fun novel. I, I don't,
0: yeah, that's 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 a good point, Tanner. <laughs> I uh, I wish I could have followed you up on that, but I'm going to leave that be. That's a good little segment
2: for... Uh,
0: for, for Math
2: chicken's great.
0: Math chicken. Oh, yeah, that was the, great. The
2: calculating. <laughs> that
0: was great. Kate that was on. incredibly dark. The backing Pythagorean. When yep. he's just like, <laughs> I am going to decide to try and train this chicken due to this math. And in the meantime, I'm throwing this limbless boy over a river. Okay, so I edge, thought... Over a... Over some- That's incredible strength. He (laughs) (laughs) heaves them over a river, over a bridge, into a river. Which you don't see. (laughs) Like a sack of potatoes. You don't.
2: Um, I actually had to... when Because, you know, at the end of each segment, it cuts back to this book. And you see, like, it's supposed to be the last page or two of these stories. I had to pause on that and try to read all the text. Just like, okay, so he did throw him into the river. Oh, yeah. yeah. That Um, was, I mean... Which yeah. I thought it, the setup was that the river, the water would be too high. He was he would try to cross it, and like the wagon would be tipping over, and he'd have a choice like, do I save yeah. Dudley or Math Chicken? And then he saves Math Chicken. But That's, it's like in the movie, he's just yeah. like, you know what? While I'm here, might as well murder this man. Yeah. No, I it's the old west. I was <laughs> super confused. I think it was the
1: last.
0: It might have been the last is it the reaper story like they all are on a carriage ride with the guy you can't stop I yes. took that as they were riding into the afterlife is what I took that as I could be wrong but, but there was
1: still that was weird cuz there's because
0: guy
2: was a dead guy and yeah. they're carrying
0: the dead guy so that doesn't make any sense yeah. but then and then I thought oh okay well one of them is wanted and they're freaked out or maybe all of them are wanted and they're freaked out because he just said oh this is how i yeah this is how we operate and then he actually does the thing that he's talking about you know so it's that was one of the more weird i love that one though that was one of my more the best ones Um, That was a pretty good one i thought all six of them crammed in that and the storage (coughs) would placed strictly inside that carriage i thought that was really awesome and then the the shot of the the carriage uh a driver it just whipping his whip back and forth and you don't see his face and it kind of has this reaper-esque undertones to me so i i just thought that was really unique i like that a lot i
2: like the the horror and western mashup that's something you don't see a whole lot yeah, that'd be interesting always yeah. like seeing that kind of yeah gestured towards sure um always happy to see brendan gleason in something yeah and, and
0: make you know, Branding is great, Madaloni, mm-hmm. and and don't and make no mistake here as Rudy, well. Fruity, fruity, is yeah. That, I feel like they, <laughs> that's the one. They, uh, <laughs> that's they, uh, that's
2: what they call them in his younger
0: Definitely days. launched this thing alongside the Red Dead hype. I feel like they had to know that was coming because I felt like watching westerns more and more as I played Red Dead, and I was happy to see this. So, guys, let's go ahead and wrap up our discussion on the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, filmed by the Cohen Brothers. I rather enjoyed this. I thought sometimes it was dark for dark's sake, but there were some redeeming ones. The one that kept me watching was the gold miner. I thought when I thought he got shot and killed, I said, "You've got to be joking!" All of these are going to be dark, and they redeemed that, and I was happy with that. So I'm going to give this. A, I'm going to give this a seven out of ten because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the unique premise. I enjoyed the, most of the stories. About half of them, I should say, actually. But in the end, I feel like it's a 7 out of 10. It's worth a watch. Um, Tanner?
2: Um, as a Coen Brothers movie, it disappoints me. As a Netflix movie, it could have been worse. It's true. Say like a 6 out of 10. 5.5 to 6 out of 10. Do you guys see A Prince for
0: Christmas, a Netflix special? No. Don't. It's awful. <laughs> so you've seen it? Yes. Yeah, I gotta say, as a Cohen Brothers film,
1: I was disappointed. And as a Netflix original, I think it's they've really hit a home run with this one. <laughs> <way. But,
3: laughs>
0: overall, overall
1: like
0: struggles, baby. Overall, I would I would probably give it a six out of ten. I think it's still worth a watch because yeah. it is interest. I mean, there are interesting stories and. Yeah. It makes you think, and it makes you feel weird things. Sure. It makes you go pr- into some dark places. And sure. And you know, anything that's going to make you think things like that is probably
1: worth watching in my yeah,
0: opinion. Yeah, there, so. there's some artistic stylings to it. And, again, I thought it was one of the better Cohen movies that have come out recently. I, I liked it more than most of their recent efforts. So with that, guys, we have our review of The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And we're going to move into our other topics for the day. And I want to let you all know, we're going to try and do reviews often here. Some of them might be in a different short form. Some of them will start off with the podcast here, if I feel strongly enough about them. But right now, we're moving on to something else. And something I feel like most people here won't be able to believe or grasp. And that is, for the first time ever, two days ago, I saw... The greatest well not the arguably the greatest one of the greatest action movies of all time and that is the movie do you really think you have a chance against us Mr. Cowboy motherfucker. die hard featuring the one the only
3: um, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bruce Willis. <laughs> I
0: had <laughs> yeah. to call him John McClane. Uh, <laughs> the one, the only Bruce Willis. Guys, I kind of wanted to just talk about Die Hard for a little bit. Get our. what we thought of it, how we all feel about this movie, maybe talk about our favorite one liners. But off the bat, I loved this movie. I loved it. I thought. How have I waited so long to see this? It was so unique for its time. I just recently saw the heavily inspired by Die Hard movie, Skyscraper, with Dwayne Johnson. And let me tell you, Die Hard, is, it's just much better. I don't feel like you need me to tell you that. But it is, it's a better movie. The idea that he is just an everyday cop stuck in the middle of an absolute disaster that he has to try and... <clears throat> shake his way through this building to save the day i absolutely loved that i loved all the actual real challenges that would face someone in an event like this an elevator not working um going through the the vents trying to find your way around a building you don't know it all seemed very real very realistic a very uh something that could definitely happen and i i got in immense enjoyment out of seeing how he worked his way through that building so Die Hard our thoughts what what have you always thought of Die Hard uh, Tanner or Chuck who wants to take
2: that um so I've only actually seen Live Free or Die Hard what Tanner! With uh <laughs> Justin Long. Oh my dear God. In <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Olyphant I believe that is so considered successful. widely the worst Kevin James. Of all time. Kevin James is in that? I think so. He's the guy in the Paul basement. Paul Blart? No, uh <laughs> You think Paul Blart is in no, a diary? Give me a second. The guy who it's directed cool Clerks in, um <laughs> Is that
0: what it was in prequel? Hardened by his time with John McLean.
2: not Kevin James. Paul Blart
0: <laughs> becomes Paul Blart. Oh, yes. oh, Kevin
2: Smith. Kevin <laughs> Smith. Smith. He's Kevin Smith. Smith. How do you <laughs> mix Kevin Smith up with the same names. first name? Um, I don't know. That's the yeah. only thing. You, you just, just listen to that. rounder men with brown hair. Oh, there you there go. go. All hey, right. You listen to that. I guess cast. I'm Kevin now. <laughs> 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 you just know that
0: movie is not very good oh, uh, at all. Die well, Hard is a classic. Well, Charlie, yeah, talk about your Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Stuff. Die, die Hard is, uh, is an amazing movie, and I've loved it forever. And it's a, it's a, an absolute shock that you have not seen Die Hard. Both of you, actually, but especially Max. Because I know me and dad have watched that movie, like, multiple, multiple times. Oh, I know. So I don't know how you ever missed it. I'm pretty sure we watched it Christmas morning last year. Oh, you year. absolutely and have, And yeah. possibly the last two years. Um, so I don't know how you missed out on that exactly. I don't know how I did either. But
1: it's interesting. There's uh,
0: Apparently there's more people than I thought that had never seen Die Hard. Because my roommate had never seen Die Hard. I made him watch it finally uh, the other night. And he loved it. It's just a great movie. It's a great movie. It's a great action movie and you think you know classic uh late late 80s action films probably going to be a little campy, a little cheesy. And uh it is a, at parts but uh I mean it holds up. Holds up really it. really well. They haven't
2: in Die Hard? I haven't seen it. They haven't in Die Hard? Uh, a <laughs> little uh it. little office clip there. <laughs> um yeah it's ridiculous it's a it's a fantastic movie yeah of course you know where the iconic line comes from where bruce willis shouts hi ho silver away and then um throws snape out the window right yeah,
0: that's the one. He's going. <laughs> he's uh, he's going full because troll. There's mentality. a, a snake in I, my boot. I seem to have missed those one-liners. Oh my god! I uh, I Uh-oh. said, which is funny because I going a segment. Doggy. Tim, oh, one. What's your favorite one-liner from Die Hard? And what are your what are, what are your memories from seeing Die Hard? What are your favorite things about that?
1: Well, my favorite one-liner. Uh, is yippee ki
0: Go ahead. Say the whole thing. if my parents listen to this?
3: It's
1: Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. There
0: we go. <clears throat> I'm classic. looking to go a little harder R on this podcast anyways. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's a classic quote, though.
1: Yeah. Yes. And actually, fun fact. Last year for Christmas, uh, for my white elephant gift, I got a die-hard Christmas book. I'm going to read it to my children Oh okay. right. for years and years and years, I really, whenever I have
0: children. I really thought you were going to say last year for Christmas, you dressed up like John McClane, <laughs> and I was going <laughs> to, really, yes, yeah. I was really, I actually actual walked glass. on glass to get this effect. <laughs> I uh, literally <laughs> needed 20, 2,900 stitches. There's, so, uh, there's just so many iconic scenes in, in yeah. that movie, it's... I, it's hearing you know you've heard I've heard the line a thousand times um <laughs> the the line where he goes uh shit it's Yippee-Kai and that's the same <laughs> line <laughs> god damn it it's, it's Yippee-Kai but hearing John actually say, you hear it all the time and people quote it and whatnot but to hear him actually say it for the first time and in the scene you're just like oh yeah that's badass I love it because the if you haven't seen the movie you just think he's like just saying that to say it but Hans is exclusively making fun of him because in American calling him like dumb and, and, and just a dumb American type of thing just calling him a cowboy yeah calling him a cowboy <laughs> and just right off the top of his head I get so much America vibes from that where he's just like it's a yippee guy motherfucker love it I absolutely love that so that was a great great line absolutely loved it um, and I I really enjoyed the movie is it a Christmas movie though? Is what it comes down to. John no. John McClane himself, Bruce Willis, cuz I know his name now, said at his roast, it's not a Christ- he does not consider it a Christmas movie. Do you call bullshit on Bruce Willis himself? No, it's everybody knows it's not a Christmas movie. It's just a joke because the movie takes place during Christmas and it's funny to say it's a Christmas movie. I don't okay. think anybody seriously thinks Die Hard is a Christmas. There's no Santa Claus. There's nothing there. You see a tree and some gifts. It's not about
2: Christmas. No,
0: it's not about Christmas. It takes place during... Is Harry Potter a Christmas movie? No, no. It gives you Christmas vibes. I sure, do that. Sure, it gives you Christmas vibes because there's trees and presents around. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean it's a Christmas movie. It's it's just a stupid joke. Yeah. Just let people have the joke. I've always well, I've always <laughs> thought it was a joke too. But some people seem to take it seriously. Like websites <coughs> actually list it in their top ten. I'm just like, yeah.
2: Well, some people think everything's life. better with bacon, and that's not true. Yeah,
0: though. it's just it's a funny. I would thing. like to I would like to challenge you on that claim. I believe many things are better with bacon, if not all.
2: Mm. No.
0: Can you put bacon in peanut butter crunch? I think that actually. That would be probably be damn good. <laughs> <laughs> you know if you okay. know more than anyone we grew up having peanut <laughs> butter on, bacon on. cinnamon toast crunch. <laughs> we grew up having peanut butter bacon sandwiches. So, so. No, IMDb actually, sleep, actually has Die
1: Hard it. as the number two Christmas movie of all time. So,
0: yeah, thing, it's a funny joke that's
1: got out It's of funny, control. but when did you say you watched it last? <laughs> uh, Christmas couple days ago.
0: Watching. Also, before <laughs> before I, I just want to say, by the way, <laughs> I realize. I, I just want to say this, by the way, I realize this is an open mic. And I just totally skipped over Jordan, hey man. I, just, I, <laughs> <in the laughs> right, I didn't give him his introduction. <laughs> uh, Guys, Jordan has out. been silent most of the podcast. We try and get him in there every once in a while, then yeah, the mic isn't turned on. Yeah, How sensitive this is, is
2: this mic? This, this one's pretty sensitive. This, right. is, this is Jordan,
0: Jordan, J-Cast. Jordan Katz over here, the yeah. production manager of this whole gig. And I'm finally happy to have him in on the discussion. I realized that this is an open mic type of podcast we're doing today. And he should have been in on this beginning. Jordan... Welcome in. Welcome to Cinemaxic.
2: Hey, I'm just glad there's something I can actually talk about the last episode. <laughs> Harry Potter, not my tea. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we're glad to have you on board. Now, do you all know that Sylvester Stallone was actually supposed to be John McClane? Do you think that movie would be the same, worse, or better with Stallone as John McClane? Tanner can't comment.
2: Well, I've seen Sylvester Stallone (laughs) act, and I can (laughs) say it'd probably be worse. Yeah. uh, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, It's kind of
0: hard to really say whether or not it would be the same or better or worse, honestly, but just because Bruce Willis is John McClane, that's just how it's always been. It's hard to picture anyone else in that role. it's, no, always, it it's be. always it's like when people said like, you know, Will Smith or something was going to be Neo or something like that. Mm. You, you know, he auditioned for okay. it or something. It's like, oh, well, would it be better or worse? It's like, well, he's a, probably a better actor. Yeah, I Man. mean, it could have been better, but Keanu Reeves brings he's a weird, infamous now a weird uh, silent uh, mm-hmm. acting style yeah. to the screen. So it's it's hard to say. That's, yeah. I'm thinking I'm back. If I I had to guess, I I would say Die Hard would probably be worse, though. Yeah, I agree. I mean, without Die Hard, we don't have Bruce Willis, modern day Bruce Willis. We don't have Bruce Willis making his cameo in Ocean's 12 as they try and steal the nesting egg. I'm
2: not sure that we still have Bruce Willis. I don't know. Glass is coming out.
0: I'm excited for Mm -hmm. that. And when I say I'm excited for it, I mean, I've never seen a single movie in that trilogy. You didn't see Split? i never see, I never seen Split or seen It's an Invincible, I believe. Unbreakable. unbreakable. Unbreakable? Never seen either one of those. He's unbreakable. He's unbreakable? He cannot be broken. Yeah. <laughs> no bones in Don't his body breaking. It. All right, y'all. I think we've uh, had our discussion about Die Hard. I, I did want to get your all thoughts on that. If you all have any of your personal thoughts on Die Hard, I'd love to read them on the next podcast. You can email us at Pod. That's just the name of the podcast, Pod, at the end at gmail.com. You can also be sure to subscribe to us at pretty much all of your favorite podcast network apps besides Apple Podcasts.
2: Gotcha. Tim, Cook... Whoa, whoa, Audio levels. Tim. On
0: it. Oh, he's got compression. <laughs> Tim. Tim Cook, <laughs> the Apple guy. We need to get on Apple Podcasts. That's the one last one we really need to get on. But please, if you are listening to this, if you're enjoying it, give us a subscribe. Give us a like. I would love to have your following on this, because we're uh, we're going on this thing weekly, baby. We're doing this as often as we can. So I hope you're all enjoying it so far. We're going to go ahead and dive into our next segment. This is a new segment on this show, um, which we're only two episodes in, so it's not like uh, it's throwing you all for a curve. <laughs> I wasn't expecting this. Let's go ahead, and uh, we're going to dive into the Rotten Tomato Round Table. What we're going to do in this segment is just discuss the movies coming out this week and uh, give our thoughts on it. Right off the bat, we have Ralph Breaks the Internet. Did we all see Ralph 1? Did we all see Ralph Rec Ralph? We all see that movie? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I I'm, I'm really looking forward to. You haven't seen it? Are you serious? Uh, did you see any of these movies that we're supposed <laughs> yeah. to talk about today? Uh, <laughs> I
2: saw Die Hard. Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> Ralph breaks the internet. I'm actually excited for it. I thought a lot of the trailers looked really, really cute. They looked funny. I'm excited to see him.
2: My concern is based off of the premise alone. It seems a little like the emoji movie. Hmm. Uh, Well, the one
0: thing about the Emoji Movie is that it's the Emoji Movie.
2: Sure. This is, yes, this is definitely. (laughs)
0: Which is, right off the bat, going to put you in a hole of
2: unclimbable proportions. Uh, But but my worry is that there's going to be too many, like, references and stuff to current Internet like meme culture. Oh, they're absolutely good. Which be that. is going to date the hell out of this movie within like a month.
0: Well, I I'm not entirely sure. I'm sure there's going to be some. Oh, and you mean and I gotcha. I, I was going to say they're probably are on top of that meme, the latest memes and whatnot, to make sure that they don't have old memes it's gonna be in their inventory. It's going to be taken. We'll leave that up to the Reddit boards. All they need is a surprise Pikachu. That would be nice. That's going to last. I love the Mario, or the Bowser thing. You actually, I don't know why I'm talking about (laughs) this, because you haven't seen the movie. Bowser makes a cameo, and Wreck-It Ralph won. Charlie, did you like Wreck-It Ralph? I Mm -hmm. loved it, yeah. I thought it was a great movie. I thought it was really, really good. They had
2: some nice... um, References. Nice, well, just little touches to, like, video game stuff that... Make it feel a little authentic. Like, when he's in the bar, there's, like, that Space Marine kind of Starcraft-looking Yeah, that was a Space Marine, actually. Confirmed. Yeah, he's just kind of, like, zoned out and walking at the wall, but, like, still doing his walking cycle. Yeah. Golf, uh, yeah. But it's kind of gamey. Like, you run up to a wall, and, you know, the animation still yeah. does its thing. yeah physics be damned yeah that was awesome Uh, little touches like that yeah and that's what i'm hoping i'm hoping to see more of that i
0: I know there's gonna be a lot of internet culture stuff in that i would love to keep with the game theme which is wrecked ralph wrecked ralph himself the character is a imitation of donkey kong and he is a video game character i would love to keep seeing video game characters pop up in this i think that's the whole world they they the one thing I was bummed about with the, breaks the Ralph Breaks the Internet is that they're going straight to Internet when there's so much gaming culture and icons and, and different things that you can look into in that universe. And I feel like they're already saying, well, no more of the games, but we're going to go over the Internet. I, I hope there's still a lot of that Do game culture. Do you
2: think he in runs it. into the Neopets? We can only hope. Like the original Internet games. That would be cool if there was like a RuneScape reference. There's not going to be a RuneScape
0: reference. There might There's be no Maybe, be. maybe. Well, let's go ahead and uh, do a round table here. And when I say round table, we're going to say see it or don't see it. Wreck it, Ralph breaks the internet. See it for me. Charlie? Oh, yeah, 100%. Tanner? I'll see it. Tim? I have to see the first one. Yeah, you do. Okay. And uh, this isn't going to get any easier for Tim, because we're going to drive right into Creed 2. Tim has not seen Creed, either. I don't even know why you're on this podcast. (laughs) You have not seen literally everything we brought up. Um, But Creed 2. I saw Creed 1. I've loved most of the Rocky movies. One, two, and four are the Rocky movies I've liked. I've actually never seen Rocky Balboa, but I hear Rocky Balboa is a good Rocky film. Mm, and I, right. I saw Creed, and Creed is amazing. Love that movie. Cannot be more excited for Creed 2. I love Michael B. Jordan. I love Sylvester Stallone as Rocky here. I love they brought back Dolph Lundgren as uh, Drago. I love that they're having Apollo's son fight Drago's son. The trailer's got me hyped up. I, I literally could not be more excited for this movie, honestly. Tanner, did you see uh, Creed, and do you have any thoughts on this? I've seen
2: Creed. It's the only Rocky movie I've seen. Um, and I know I dunked a little on Sylvester... Mm. On Sly earlier, yeah. but he did give a good performance. And pre, he almost won an Oscar. People he thought he it was, was good. Wasn't win it, it was really good. Um, it, the whole kind of plot beats were a little predictable, <laughs> a little formulaic, but it was still uh, it was a crowd pleasing movie. Ryan Coogler's direction was nice. There's that very um, cool uh, single shot boxing match um yeah. in it uh not he's not coming back for Creed 2 it's a different director
0: no yeah kugler's not on this um, one the director is uh he's only done a couple small films uh his
2: name we even talking about the tomato scores on these so far, <laughs> his name is directed by Stephen
0: Cable Jr. <laughs> we forgot to
2: mention the scores. Ralph breaks the in internet is sitting at 90% fresh. That's a pretty, and that's certified
0: fresh. So that's
2: fiably. That's
0: 100%. Go see it. Creed 2 sitting at 79% on Rotten Tomatoes. And again, honestly, this thing could have been rated 40%. You're not going to stop me from seeing Creed 2. I'm seeing Apollo's son take on Drago's Sun There's no doubt about it. Yeah, they're... I hope they kiss. Yeah, I feel Maybe. like this movie Creed Two is gonna be kind of like a victory lap. Is what it's feeling like mm-hmm. with the whole bringing back Drago and all that. It's yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't think there's gonna be anything groundbreaking like in this fan,
2: movie. Fan service. Yeah, yeah. I
0: it's, it's gonna be a big fan service. Yeah. Thing. yeah, they not they knocked it out of the park with the first Creed, and now it's like okay, Creed Two. It's, it's time to. It's time to do a victory lap uh, and show everybody well, what they want to see. When I saw the premise of Creed II, I said, oh, that's a very Rocky franchise of you because it's just very... The, the Rocky movies past Rocky One are superhero movies, and if you disagree, you're wrong. They're superhero movies at that point. They're beating the ever-living shit out of each other and not blacking out or anything like that. I believe Dolph Lundgren and all 250 pounds of muscle of him just... Pound Sylvester Stallone's face for about 95. Well, that sounds weird. About 90. About oh, that's a, pretty accurate. Yeah, if that's what happens, and Sylvester Stallone's just like, come on, hey, give me more. And then they keep fighting. But I love Rocky Forest, so that's the reason I'm excited about this movie. Um, it's about how many times you can get hit. And keep moving forward. That's, that's always been his style. Get hit as get many times. The as can you get hit in the face so many times that he just you tire him out? Yeah. That's, how we, that's how he operates. <laughs> I'll never forget the line. It's like he's made a steel. Alright, Robin Hood. <laughs> what movie that's, is that? Uh, that's Creed 4. He, oh. says he's, he says he's a hidden steel. Cause, 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 uh, is that the one yeah. with... Um... Dolph Lundgren. Drago. Dolphin. Yes, that's what, that's the one where that's the one where uh, Drago has state of the art equipment and steroids, and Rocky's out there lifting goats and chopping firewood, training in God knows where. I believe in Siberia, and decides that's where he needs to train because he can't. he's said, "We gotta go back. We can't do this the real way. Can't do this in a gym. And they have to go out in the mountains and." F- Chop wood to get strong enough. Anyways, the montage is as badass as it's ever been. He brings the whole family along. They're all in the, the Alps.
2: And, uh, anyways. <laughs> who, do you, who do you think would win in a fight between Rocky and Daredevil's dad? Oh,
0: oh Rocky, because I simply don't know who Daredevil's dad is. <laughs> do you not watch you know Daredevil? What? And I Marvel's, do, but it it's not like it's one three. I saw him in season one and in glimpses in season four. Three. Oh but, no! Yeah, no, no, you're that make take a hit. It can take a hit. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, but Rocky, Rocky. Moving on, <laughs> we're gonna talk about Robin Hood. Fourteen percent Rotten Tomato ratings. Shocking. I, I talked with Tanner about this. Of course, it's a Robin Hood mo- movie. So right off the bat, I think that knocks it seventy five percent just by all critics. They just say Robin Hood. We got shit on this one. But I, but I was excited because I love Taron Egerton. I love him in Kingsman. I was super excited about this movie, thinking, maybe this is the one. Yeah. This is the Robin Hood movie. Kevin Costner's got nothing on Taron Egerton, and it turns out he's got quite a lot on him, because apparently this movie isn't just bad, it's god-awful, guys. 14% rotten.
2: I'm not surprised. I mean, did you see the trailers, ma'am? I saw the trailers. I was... there. looked They looked like there was plenty of it's stunts, looked, plenty of action. It's, it's like a young adult novel take on Robin Hood. I didn't get vibes like, like that. It's like the Hunger it, but... Games take on Robin Hood.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Why are they just, like, not Robin Hood times? <laughs> I don't. What's with the weird fantasy
0: clothes? I was <laughs> hoping finally someone would un- would usurp Disney's Robin Hood with usurp. the Fox usurp usurp. Uh, damn it, Tanner! First you gotta drop some authors, and then you gotta correct my language, and I'm okay with it. I'm just trying to usurp up, <laughs> usurp <laughs> you you can usurp edit it out Disney's <laughs> Disney's Fox and Bear Robin Hood movie. Which I thought st- starred Baloo from the Jungle Book for the longest time. It took me till to like, I was like twenty four
2: well, to, to realize that. That's for that different characters. Uh, Disney reused animation for yeah that, the Baloo. As a young kid, I noticed that.
0: Right? I was like, "Damn, that bear looks like Baloo." And that I, yes, because I legitimately thought they just made Baloo his own cartoon actor, and he just went over to Robin Hood, and they didn't mind. He just crossed the platforms it your sure Robin Hood Came first. Either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely reuse reused a lot of animation early on, though. That's definitely true. Gotcha. And, Tim, do you have any thoughts on Robin Hood? You've been awfully quiet over there. Well, if you, uh, if you go see this movie, they'll be robbing your money. <laughs> hey, get out. Right now. I that's, want you to leave. That's good stuff.
2: Um, <laughs> uh... See it or not see it? <laughs> not, not see it.
0: No. I think uh, I'll wait till the yeah, box. I think it's a rental. Uh, our yeah, ratings yeah. are: don't see it, rent it. Don't see it, rent it. See it. I'm going to say rent it. I think it's a fun rental. If you have nothing to do, it looks like it could be a fun rental. Mm, this is like a wait ten years until it's on Netflix situation. Mm. I mean, yeah, this I is, think ten years of being generous. This is uh, probably gonna be on Netflix by the end of the year. Think, I don't think I'll we'll be paying to watch this movie if netflix doesn't take robin hood then that just shows that this movie is way worse than we thought i watched a christmas calendar on netflix the other day and netflix original movie and i don't know who the hell is managing their dvd their movie selection but apparently they're just like hey our christmas movies should just come straight from hallmark and they're literally at bidding wars with hallmark and netflix and netflix keeps buying these properties because they're all garbage and if robin hood can't fit in there and that's Really bad. What was the name of that movie?
2: Christmas Calendar. <laughs> that sounds bad. Wait, oh, what sounds bad? I don't get why um, no one will just make a straight up Robin Hood movie. Like Ridley Scott didn't even do that. Uh, was that the, the Kevin Crow? One? The Russell Crowe one where? Oh yeah. There's okay. been so many damn Robin Hood movies. Not, doesn't do anything Robin Hoody. Anymore. Well, what's uh, supposed to be like the
0: origin wasn't it uh, Russell Crowe origin what's more spectacular everybody needs an origin and if it's going to be Robin Marvel Hood a origin that. why did
3: he
2: cast like a 50 year old man what's more he spectacular then is the was, came out a while ago the amount of
0: strictly the amount of Robin Hood movies there have been there's Robin Hood coming out now there's Robin Hood from 2010 There's Robin Hood from 1973. There's Robin Hood Prince of Thieves 1991. I believe that's the Kevin Costner one. Yes. Robin Hood Men in Tights which is a renowned classic but I've never seen it. People love that. It's actually pretty good. It's pretty funny. There's a TV series apparently. uh, The Robin Hood I mean apparently I don't know what's going on with like these studios where like hey we need a bow and arrow action guy and they're like Robin Hood every single time. They can't come up with their own property and they seem to stay away from DC's Green Arrow which I would love to see a Green Arrow movie at some point but Robin Hood is a no-see from The Round Table. And finally, a movie I'm really excited for. I've been looking forward to for quite some months when I first saw the trailer because I'm a big Vigo Mortensen fan, and that is Green Book. And Green Book is the story of <clears throat> Tony Lip... A bouncer from an Italian-American neighborhood in the Bronx is hired to drive Dr. Don Shirley, a world-class black pianist, on a concert tour from Manhattan to the Deep South. They must rely on the Green Book to guide them from a few establishments that they were safe for African Americans. Confronted with racism, danger as well... As unexpected humanity and humor, they are forced to set aside differences to survive and thrive on the journey of a lifetime. It's a comedy drama. People are saying it's very, very funny. Vigo Mortensen apparently gives a very humorous performance. I think it looks like it's going to be one of those great dramedies where it's not too heavy, but you get a lot of laughs out of it. And it's a movie you throw on when you just want to have a feel-good movie going. And, of course... I just don't feel like it could go wrong with Vigo Mortensen. I, I love I love Vigo. I love most of his performances if not all of them. Um so what do you guys think about this? This one doesn't interest me. Uh this one looks like a classic snoozer in the old theaters for me. I just don't it just doesn't interest me. I don't know. There's I'm sure this movie I, I mean the way they're talking about it it's probably going to do real well at the Oscars I imagine but I'm sure the critics are going to really fawn over it and it's uh, you know I just don't think it's going to end up being which they have fawned over it because it is it's sitting at 82% fresh certified fresh meaning it's not going to go lower than that
2: Um, average rating of 8 out of 10 though which is still a very positive rating, Yeah. but um, only 105 reviews counted thus far so it's likely to go down mm. what certifies I think once it gets over 80? No, 70-something? Yeah. 70-something.
0: After a certain amount of votes? Yeah. After a certain amount of reviews, it gets certified fresh. If it's a positive review, a certain amount of positive reviews makes it certified fresh. And any final thoughts on the Green Book? I am
2: interested in it primarily because of the actors. uh, Like you said, Viggo Mortensen. Um, Mm -hmm. This is not a role. I think you would typically... Picture him in. No. Uh, and then his co-star... Maharshala Ali. Ma, Maharshala. Maharshala? Maharshala. Ali. I've never heard that name spoken out loud. I've just had to <laughs> guess at it. Um, he's great. Yeah. If you've seen Moonlight, he has a very brief role in that movie, but mm-hmm. very good. He's um, great in the House of Cards. First mm-hmm. season of... That's right. Uh in Luke Cage. Yeah. He's, he's great, great in Luke Cage. You know, uh, yeah. Know. The yeah, worst thing too. a Marvel
0: show has ever done was kill off Cottonmouth and bring in whatever the hell that Leatherback was his name, Diamondback. Diamondback? God, what a terrible decision that was. hated that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a lot worse things Marvel's. <laughs> TV shows. <laughs> yeah, what was that, The Defenders? Yeah, that was bad. That it was, was one of through. the worst shows I think I've ever watched. Oh, it was bad. so, so bad. It was bad. Absolutely hated it. But that's not what this is. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> Tim, Green Book, what do you think? Well,
1: I think it's a good movie to take your family to in the holiday seasons. Uh, there's
0: going to be a lot of laughs. Tim, this is rated NC-17. No. <laughs>
1: Overall, there's going to be a lot of laughs, a lot of tears. You're going to be very glad
0: you saw this. Thrilling commentary, Tim. <laughs> Thrilling. That's going to end our segment.
2: Oh, oh. Hold on, though. Mm. Big shout-out to The Favorite coming out as well. CNN Tanner wanted 95%. to talk about The Favorite. Yeah, in 95 New 30%. Yorgos Lanthimos movie. Oh,
1: it's got Emma Stone in it. Oh, wait, is that the one about Queen Elizabeth? Rachel
0: Weiss is, is that
2: Emma Stone? That movie That's looks Emma Stone. Good. My goodness. So you have... Uh, Yorgos also did uh, oh, The Lobster and Killing of a Sacred oh, Deer. Oh, Emma Stone and Saoirse Ronan, right? is not in that.
0: I thought she played. No, it's Cassius. got Nicholas Holt, Emma Stone, Olivia oh. Coleman, Rachel Wise, James Smith, and Joe Alwyn. That's right. This does look good, guys. I mean, this has ninety-five percent fresh, eight point seven out of ten. Um, oh. This is kind of flying under the radar. I feel like this is one of those I movies. Not, I was thinking of. Mary, this is very high on the radar.
2: Is it? This is it's the New Yorkos movie. I haven't seen the trailer for this once. Oh, he's a critical darling, Max.
0: Does that mean he doesn't put commercials
1: out? That's (laughs) the movie I was thinking of. uh, Mary Queen of Scots.
0: Well, shoplifters? Oh, that one. Anyways, the favorite, 95% fresh. Tanner thinks that's a certified must-see. I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll go see it. Uh, Charlie, do you think this movie sounds good? Favorite? Uh, Yeah, I saw a trailer for it. I thought it looked... uh... Incredibly, uh, weird. Getting some pretty uncomfortable vibes getting, getting, uh, from that trailer there. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure it'll be worth watching.
2: It Seems looks like kind of funny, but I also have this feeling like all the funny stuff is in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be, it's Wait, probably gonna be good. The favorite's supposed to be funny? It's, I think it's like a, kind of a dark comedy, maybe. Interesting. Dry. Very dry. Humor.
1: It is a genre. It just does say a drama, but I do remember seeing it. It seemed like there's a couple of funny funny lines
0: in it. A lot of most movies have something that they try and make funny in it. Okay. Well, interesting. Well, uh, we'll definitely keep an eye
2: on that here Marvel at kind of try that every now and then. They'll throw in a little joke on occasion. Yeah, on occasion. Because they're very heavy. (laughs) Different different episode. (laughs) Different
0: episode. (laughs) Anyways, guys, that's going to end the Rotten Tomato Roundtable. We're going to go over every single Rotten Tomato movie that we're excited to see. Go over the percentages and tell you if you should see it. We have a go see it for Wreck-It Ralph we have a go see it for Creed 2 we have a rent it and don't see it for Robin Hood and uh, looks like we're saying go see The Favorite so be sure to check out that look at the trailer and follow us here at Cinemaxic we'll update you guys on The Favorite and everything going into Oscar season here and that is going to end the segment of our very first ever Rotten Tomato Roundtable Break and out and uh, we're going to dive now into the movie news which is we're going to round out with the lego movie trailer just quick reaction on that and don't have to go too far into it where we're excited about the lego movie and then we're going to just talk our favorite where to do quick favorite christmas movies and why to, to end it and then we'll call it a call it an episode you boys good for that yes all right okay <clears throat> now we're going to dive into the movie news a trailer that popped up today. I was really excited about the Lego Movie to the second part. It's a clever name. I really, really liked Lego Movie the first one. I thought it had a great voice cast. I loved all the characters they could bring in because the Lego has so much rights to all these different things. I thought it was super fun. The second movie, I was. I'm a little nervous. I was a little nervous for before this trailer. I just didn't know if they're going to be able to strike gold twice because I think. To me, I thought the Lego movie made perfect sense, but to a lot of people when that first came out, it was a dumb idea, they felt like. It's a toy that's getting a movie. Now, I was really excited about it. I thought it made perfect sense, and it turned out to be a great movie. I loved all the, the things they threw in there from the human world, how a glue cap was very sacred in their world. A Band-Aid is very sacred. And we all know when we played with Legos, all those things could be found in our Lego bucket. All these gross things as kids that we didn't mean to end up in the Lego bucket ended up there. So I loved that. So I was excited about the movie trailer. Watched it today. Thought it was humorous. I think the animation is gorgeous as always. You can see the little scars and scratches that a Lego character would have. I loved all the animation behind it with... the the movements of the Lego characters, it just, it's perfect. The humor was great, super, super cute. The story looks like it's going to be going in a different direction with a kind of a wasteland to a space story. I'm just overall excited to see these characters in different positions. What do you guys think?
1: Yes. There we go. (laughs) I'm not as excited for it. Uh, I think it's just going to be kind of a little bit of the same thing from the first one. Yeah. Mm. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll be one of those that I'll, I'll have to see and then make judgment after it. I'll definitely see it, because the first one was um, surprisingly good. Um, so, Yeah, I mean, I probably won't see it in theaters, but I'll probably be renting it or something like that whenever it comes available. Did you see the first Lego movie?
0: Uh, I've only seen parts of the first one. I haven't actually sat down and watched it. Like, hey, all the way through? Yeah. it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty dang good. good right? it's I really Lego like Batman.
2: No, and I haven't seen Lego Ninjago and whatever. The, There's a bunch of Lego. So here's, here, oh, okay. here's what it's I'll, the I'll best say. Best Batman movie since Batman begins. I am going to come unglued <laughs> right now. I swear to God, you
0: are testing me. You are testing me with that nonsense. <laughs> My God. I'm sorry about that, folks. You can mute him for the rest of the. We're just going to take <laughs> out everything he's ever said. <laughs> This is what I'll say about the Lego movies. I really like Lego 1. I thought Lego Batman was super boring. I did not like that movie at all. And I thought Lego Ninjago was fun, but it had some funny elements to it. But again, I did not find it very interesting. I thought Ninjago was... I think Lego was getting a little high on their own supply there. Say, so, hey, Lego movie's great. Hey, that Batman Lego character in the movie was very popular. Let's make a Batman Lego movie. That's great. All right, now let's make a Ninjago movie. And everyone... Around the world, who weren't like twelve and younger, gave a collective Tim Allen, Scooby Doo, <laughs> maybe. <"Ugh!" laughs> That's definitely <home>. <laughs> <laughs> it's where you're just like, I don't, I, I don't know what Ninjago is, and I have no interest in this. So what I did is I saw it anyways because I got it. I had Movie Pass at the time, and I could just see whatever movie RAPVs. I wanted to. RIP, right, baby. They tried to drag me back in. They sent me an email saying, we're going to do... Uh, uh, we, we took away unlimited movies, but we're, we're going to test it again. All unlimited movies. If you sign up right now. And I was one of their biggest offenders, but it came to the point where I was like, no, nah, yeah, yeah. no, nah, I'm not hopping on this train again. Decline. And uh, didn't get on that. I'm going to do the AMC Cold Pass. I think mean, that's actually a legitimately good deal. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I didn't like Ninjago either. But... I think this is a straight-up Lego movie franchise. Uh, the the title Lego movie itself is something to look forward to. I think the voice cast is always great. I, I, I'm i excited to see it. So I will uh, be on the lookout for that. And, again, you can keep listening here on Cinemaxic. We'll definitely be covering that as, it, as uh, things develop and as it comes into theaters. To round out the podcast today, I wanted to get a little festive. We have Thanksgiving this week. We have family coming over. Which means it's almost Christmas. Which means it's almost Christmas. <laughs> the scent of warm pine fills the air. We all get a little closer. We all get a little happier. Things get a little jollier. So I thought, why not round out the podcast with today's Cinemaxic with our favorite Christmas movies? And I wanted to go ahead and and uh, not take the lead on this one, because I want to round it out. I want to be the one who gives the last three. And we're going to start our favorite Christmas movie list here. On my left,
2: Tanner. Let's give your top three Christmas movies and why, guys. This is no contest. Starting in at number three, being at least two. <laughs> what's going on? What is happening? <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Um, uh, the Grinch, the Ron Howard Grinch movie starring Jim Carrey. I think it gets uh, slept on. I think people, it's got a bad rap. I think it's real funny. It's Jim Carrey at his Jim Carreyist. Uh, that's a good way to say it it's a lot of fun number two would be a Christmas story uh, because it's a classic I've seen it too many times I never want to watch it again (laughs) Um, number one is the Muppet Christmas Carol it's Hands down, the best Christmas movie ever made. Is best Muppets down? movie ever made. Best movie ever made. Wow. Well, I've never even seen it's it. It's the one true movie.
0: You haven't seen Muppet Christmas Carol. I need to, apparently. as I, I've seen the Christmas Carol a thousand times. I, I assume it's seen the it Christmas with, Carol with Muppets. You've seen it with Muppets, though. <laughs> no, I haven't. I assume it's going to be the same story with Kermit.
2: You, you said that a little... Uh, dismissively? <laughs> it's being a little reductive, Max. I, uh... Well? Tim! Who's uh, favorite Christmas whoa.
1: movies? So I don't know if I can put them in order. Uh, Try. I had to kick Die Hard out of my top three. <laughs> <so> <laughs> I found out <laughs> okay, it's not an actual
0: Christmas movie. Uh, you can leave it in there. Don't let us <clears throat> rain on your parade. If you think it's a Christmas movie, keep it in there. I'm gonna have to go with... Elf. Elf is a, is a good
1: one. Um, Christmas Vacation and the first Santa Claus. Any particular reason you
0: have those there? Is there anything you like about them in particular? I mean, uh,
1: Christmas Vacation is a classic. It's a funny one. It's always enjoyable to watch on TV. I had to take off Christmas Story because I have watched that way too many times. Um, we all know he's going to get the, you know, Red Ryder BB gun. The Does Spoiler alert, please. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. The love of God, Tim. Uh, The next one, uh, Elf, funny movie. Will Ferrell is always hilarious. Um, and the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. Mm. And Santa Claus is always good. Tim Allen's a very good Santa Claus. He definitely, <laughs> he
3: definitely
1: loved his performance as the, the
2: big man in red. So
1: I think that's done, the really. biggest Oscar snub uh,
2: today. He's a great
0: Santa. So uh, to be, be honest, honest, really he, is, to yeah, be honest he is a great life. Santa. He really, he gets the, Tim Allen, uh, actually, that is a, let's be honest, is a really good performance is Santa Claus there. Oh, yeah. Tim, Tim, Tim Allen is a is a you know known as a gruff he's a tool Amer, man American way tool man <laughs> just like he's a little sheriff. The, the guy who seems very dismissive about things and you get that in Santa Claus but when he turns into Santa Tim Allen transforms into the jolliest man on planet earth so i really honest to god guys this is not sarcastic i honestly think he is a great Santa too. I think he mm-hmm. actually does deliver a pretty good performance. Even Santa Claus 3 with uh Michael. Uh, what's his name? Martin Short. Martin Short. Oh God, that movie <laughs> yeah. was awful. Though. That movie was terrible. Charlie, top three favorite Christmas movies. Uh my top three. Uh I'm gonna put the Santa Claus in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Love the Santa Claus. Sure. Uh so many funny little jokes in that movie. It just cracks me up. <laughs> Isn't that a pretty picture? Santa rolling down the block and a panzer. It's one of my, <laughs> one of my, <laughs> one, of my <laughs> one of my favorite line. With no, with no, no doubt makes me laugh every single uh, time. It's it's awesome. It's Tim, As far as I'm concerned, Tim Allen's finest, finest acting moment. Uh, I I'm gonna have to put. I think I'm gonna put Elf in there as well. I really, really like Elf. That movie always makes me laugh. It's uh, really enjoyable to watch. And then this is, this is going to surprise a lot of people, but coming in, I didn't even order these, but I'm going to put it in there. It's, it's Jingle All The Way. Oh! <laughs> yep. Turbo <Drambo> Man! <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger. That was a terrible Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, hunting down. <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. boy. Sinbad. Sinbad, oh, Sinbad also yeah. in the movie. Very, very funny movie. Uh, just, it's just Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's funny because, you know, he's got a funny accent, and it's just everything that he does is just, it's funny in that movie. I love it. I, I got to watch it once a year. That's a that's an excellent that's an excellent uh point. I love uh, I love Jingle All the Way. Um that I have not seen that movie in ages. I haven't seen that since those on VHS. It holds up well. I but, watched it last year. But if there's if there's <laughs> if there's one thing that that should put butts in seats and to get people in front of a TV this Christmas, it's the fact it's the idea of mailman sinbad fighting everyday dad Arnold Schwarzenegger in superhero <laughs> costumes for a toy. It's, it's absolutely, absolutely marvelous, right? And I agree. So we'll move on to my top three. Isn't that a pretty- Santa rolling down the block in a panzer. <laughs>
2: Well, kids, I, I certainly hope you've been good this year, because it looks like Santa just took out the Pearson Hall. In coming,
0: I love that line so much. god this okay. game. Um, I'd, I'd like to say something. Are, are you gonna ask Jordan his top three? Yeah, we can Jordan. You want to top? Do, Jordan does. He's going to be pretty much the same as everyone else is. Okay. Um, elf. Elf. Yeah, elf for sure.
2: Okay. So good. Um, and then Christmas vacation. Okay. And then the original Home Alone. Oh!
0: See, there's a lot of great Christmas yeah. movies. People I mean, that's that the same argument as
2: Die Hard, though. Like, is it a Christmas movie? Yeah. Oh, it's definitely oh, a Christmas, it's Christmas movie. Oh, it's definitely. It's, I mean, it takes place during Christmas. It's a lot closer to Christmas movie <laughs> so than, yeah. than Die Hard. As a matter of fact,
0: that movie is but essentially that's... children's Die Hard, when you think about it. It's a kid stuck in a house with bad men, and he has to fight his way out. It's essentially *Kids: Die Hard*, but he knows this house. He does, he does know his house. It's, it's the the bad guys are in the role of John McClane. Actually, the bad guys in, in *Die Hard* don't really know the building either. But, anyways, we're gonna move on. My <laughs> great list, Gordon. My top three. Elf. <clears throat> I love that movie. Well, for real, it's it's just an instant classic. There haven't been Christmas movies that have come out recently that have been filed away in instant classic. It's a forgotten genre. Elf is the last one I can think of that actually really put itself in that conversation of an instant classic Christmas movie.
2: So Mm -hmm. I... Dude, what about the Christmas calendar? Are you seeing well? just <laughs> classic <laughs> Christmas movies a forgotten genre or Christmas movies? Are just Christmas forgotten? movie in gen- general. I mean, there's well, plenty of shitty Christmas maybe, movies that uh, come out but, again, but, but, every but, year. But those shitty Christmas
0: movies are not given the attention and care like Elf was. Elf sure. was a carefully formulated story like an actual movie. Right. Now, Hallmark is just like, hey, what's a, what's a terrible love story we can tell that's going to be a happy ending, which sure, I mean, people enjoy that, and I'm not going to hate on that. You can love your happy ending all the time movies, which a Christmas movie should have a happy ending, but I'm just saying they all are very formulaic, whereas Elf, I feel like, is the last movie that actually tried to be good and be a Christmas movie, and that's what I really enjoy about it, and that's why I love Elf, and it's it's a classic. It's
1: just a unique story, it's all.
0: Yeah. No, a Christmas story, I have to keep in there. I know we've all seen it a thousand times, but I love it. There's so many Moments in that that are nostalgic, that make me laugh. I love that movie and always will. So it's got to stay in my top three. It's it's an, it's a staple watch for me and my family during Christmas time. And number one, not just one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Not one of the funniest Christmas movies I've ever seen. But one of the funniest movies, bar none, that I've ever seen. And that is Christmas Vacation. It's without a doubt one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It is the best of the vacation movies. It is Chevy Chase's best movie. It's Randy Quaid's best movie. It's, it's so much humor all colliding in one film. And I honestly cannot think of a single joke that does not work in that entire movie. Not one. Not one does not get a little bit of a laugh out of you. There's not a point in that movie where they try to be funny and you just do not find it funny. To me not uh, one moment in there where, where it's comedy movies today there's parts that they try to be funny and you just don't laugh this is a perfect comedy movie every single time they try it's funny and I feel like there's actually some pretty dang good family family storytelling going on there anyone who grew up with a big family that came over during the holidays can relate to this movie and there's some pretty dang good storytelling and what makes to me what makes Christmas such a great time of year so that rounds out my top three guys guys I think this has been an excellent podcast. I could not be happier to have all three of you, all four of you, on this podcast today. Jordan. Thanks, guys. For Jordan. To here. For Jordan. <laughs> I mean, you've gotten so used to me being so quiet. I'm so man. you've been so quiet. I keep forgetting your ear, man. But I'm so happy to have everyone on this podcast today. I think we killed it. We crushed it. Tanner. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. This is one of many visits coming. Oh in. well, we shoot you it didn't in your apartment. These <laughs> of my home. We're we you <laughs> <laughs> we, we decided to knock on your door and ask if you wanted to come out and do this with us today. So I was, I'm happy you came out and did this, man. Oh, anytime, anytime. I came don't out do of anything. his room. Came out of his room. He's listening to us for <laughs> three podcasts now. I heard two, so I'm, I'm glad to have him on board. Just the one. Oh yeah, you weren't here for the first one, Tim. Thanks again for being on this. I know you didn't have much to talk about, but uh, again, I I love having you on, buddy. So one as many to come. Just have to do my homework next time. Yeah. Well, we we gotta we gotta come up with some topics you can relate to. I parent think. Parent teacher you know, conferences are coming which up. Which yeah, we're gonna grade you on this, uh, Charlie, my brother. Thank you so much for being on. I hope this is. The first of many, many, many of your stops on the Cinemaxic podcast. Did you have a good time? Oh, yeah. I loved it. I was excited to do it. Been excited uh, ever since you told me that I could come on. So okay. I'm glad I got to participate. Sure. I love it. Awesome. And are we
2: missing anyone?
0: <laughs> I don't think so. we to move on. <laughs> Jordan, thanks so much, man, for being, i mean, one, being the production manager of this whole thing, but also offering your commentary today. We'll be sure to get you more incorporated on these open mic uh, podcasts, but Jordan, thanks for coming on as well, buddy. Thanks for having me. You got it, man. Guys, that's it for Cinemax Tech episode two. Again, subscribe on almost all of your favorite podcast apps. Tell your friends who love movies, who want to hear some, just some schmoes around a table talk about some movies. This is what this podcast is for. We have a good time. We talk about movies. And uh, we just break down anything you might want to hear. So, again, reach out to us at cinemaxicpod at gmail.com if you have a topic or a movie you specifically want us to talk about. I would love to do that. Um, And you can also follow us on Twitter now, Cinemaxic on Twitter. You can follow us. You can uh, tweet at us if you have some suggestions as well. You don't have to just email. And just be on the lookout, guys. This is episode two. Episode 3 coming next week. And Force Vision Podcast Episode 1 is coming this week as well, if not tonight. So I look forward to talking about Star Wars with you all as well. Be sure to keep a lookout for that on our podcast network. Guys, you all have a happy, happy Thanksgiving, happy time with your family as we kick off the Christmas season. And thanks again for listening. We're going to cut it out right now. This is your host, Max Lee, and I'm saying goodbye one final time.